Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Welcome and happy Wednesday. We're officially halfway through the week. I'm Charity Seebecker. Happy to be with you this morning. Today will be a high of 62 degrees with showers during this morning like we're already getting. And then skies turning partly cloudy in the afternoon. Tomorrow, we can expect a mix of clouds and sun with a high of 49. Friday, we have intervals of clouds and sunshine with a high of 55. Stu Muck, our egg meteorologist, has more weather details coming your way a little later. Coming up, we hear from Secretary of Agriculture, Randy Romanski, on the Meat Talent Development Program. Green County Humane Society Executive Director Matt Mullen talks with farm team member Stephanie Hoff. Also coming up, we have a Stephas Group update from Ashley Hewen. These are all things you surely don't want to miss. Stick around. When you farm, you're always competing against your top season. Every moment is clutch. So those who push for the best choose DeKalb Corn. Featuring exclusive genetics for seed bred to emerge strong, stand tall, and maximize yield potential. Wherever you compete, winning has roots. Perform at your best all season long with DeKalb Corn. Read and follow pesticide label directions, green marketing, and other stewardship practices. Focus on your farm in 2022 with Focus on Energy. Focus on Energy can help identify energy efficiency upgrades on your farm, helping you save money on your utility bills for years to come. Get started today by contacting your energy advisor. Call 888-623-2146 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers save since 2001. It's inevitable. If you're involved with farming, there's always a risk for injury or worse. That's why the Midwest Farm Report and Rural Mutual Insurance are teaming up to bring a video safety series through the month of October called Rooted in Farm Safety. Each week, a new video will be released focusing on how you can be safer on the farm. Be sure to visit MidwestFarmReport.com or Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook for the full videos. The meat processing industry here in Wisconsin has been a priority for the state. A lot of federal and state dollars have been allocated via grants, scholarships, or loans to strengthen the meat supply chain. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And Jill, you've got more news for us on on that front coming right from the top of the Department of Ag Trade and Consumer Protection. Yes, I do, Stephanie. I caught up with Wisconsin Secretary of Ag, Randy Romanski, up at UW River Falls. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. We had a real big discussion about the Meat Talent Development Program, funded with the idea from Tony Evers. And UW River Falls is developing a curriculum to go out into high schools. It's going to be available to ag teachers and consumer ed teachers. It's a two-week program where they really learn the bottom-up through the careers available in the MEET program. There's also going to be some parts that go with it with uh, 
meat grinders, and sausage makers. So keep a lookout on those for those grants. Yeah, the Meat Talent Development Program has many layers. So we're fortunate. Governor Evers uh, clearly understands the importance of educating young people, getting them ready for the workforce. It's been part of his, his entire career. And so what, we, what we've been able to do with the Meat Talent Development Program is build on those opportunities uh, to educate uh, young people and get them ready for their career. It all starts with a, a amount of $5 million that Governor Evers has set aside from the federal ARPA funds. With that, uh, the governor just said, DACAP, I want you to work with the industry, work with educators, work with the Department of Public Instruction, and build a program that's going to create successful career pathways uh, for young people to make them aware of the opportunities in the livestock and meat processing industry in Wisconsin. And one of those is the Meat Talent Development Program. And as I said, we were at UW-River Falls. Tell me what they're doing with it. Yeah, so UW-River Falls has been a great partner, as, as have the technical college system, uh, UW-Platteville, uh, UW-Madison. It's been a great conversation with all of our, uh, our educational institutions. UW-River Falls has really done some heavy lifting on, on a program that develops a high school curriculum for meat talent development. This is the first time we've had a program like this. They did a lot of work to create a, a program that can be plug and play. So no matter if you're a high school in northern Wisconsin or all the way down on the, the southern border of our state, they've developed a curriculum that can be used in, in, in the ag education programs so that they can expose young people to what a career in, in the livestock and meat industry might look like. So this high school curriculum, is it going to be available to all schools or is it a pilot program? What's our scope? It's going to start off as a pilot program. The, the good news is the, the, the talented team here at UW-River Falls has, has created what that curriculum is going to look like. It's going to be a 10-day a, a program that can be plugged into an already existing egg education curriculum all across the state. So what we're going to do now that it's, now that it's been finalized, um, it, we're going to ask for 6 to 10 high schools across the state to, to pilot this project um, uh, this fall yet. And so once we get the curriculum into the schools, I really think it's going to be successful in, in kind of creating that spark with young people that, oh, you know, I might be interested in a career in the meat processing industry. So, again, it's like getting that, getting that foot in the door, as it were. And then once we are done with the pilot, then I think it, it'll be opened up to schools across the state of Wisconsin. A unique part of this is that through this meat talent development program funding that, that Governor Evers has made available. Uh, we're going to be a partner with the schools on that as well. Uh, some schools might not have the kinds of equipment that they might, that they would need uh, to, to effectively uh, teach the course or encourage people to work with the kinds of equipment that they might see once they get into the industry. So there's going to be some small grants that go along the, with this so uh, that, that uh, the schools can, can purchase a kit. Uh, meat processing kit that will help them get some get some uh, equipment in front of the students as well so that they can get educated, uh, get an education and get some training at the same time. Establishing that spark, would one of the goals possibly be to get local businesses involved along with the school in the curriculum? The great news about this is that uh, when we first started talking about all the, the pillars that are part of the Meat Talent Development Program, uh, the processing industry has been part of those discussions. The, the ultimate goal is 
whether we're talking to the Department of Public Instruction in high school, uh, high schools and ag educators, or whether we're talking to the technical college system or the UW schools, we've had the industry, the livestock and meat processing industry involved in those conversations. We, what we want to do collectively when we come out of this is help build a skilled workforce that has access to jobs right here in the great state of Wisconsin, uh, can make good uh, family supporting wages, and that people that come out of these programs have the skill set that the, that the processing industry needs. So they've been part of these conversations and it's, it's been a really good partnership. And it all starts with that, that uh, a little bit of investment that the governor made in the front end. And as a result, we're seeing these cascading programs that I think are really things to build on. And as you mentioned, it's starting in the high school, but you also mentioned technical colleges. Is there an outreach plan for them? The great thing is uh, the technical colleges in Wisconsin are uh, already, many of them already had some programs that were developed. What we've done through the Meat Talent Development Program is there's some investments being made at the technical college system as well. Um, step number one is those, those places that have programs in existence have further, have further built them out. Uh, places that might not have had programs have created them or they've created partnerships with the with the technical colleges that do have a program so you know you know if you're in if you're in far northern wisconsin or far southern wisconsin you can have connections with another technical college that you can maybe partner on some training meat talent development program also has tuition assistance so if a young person graduates from high school or somebody who's returning to the workforce uh, is thinking i might be interested in a career in the livestock industry the meat talent development program is going to offer tuition reimbursement for people who go through the program. The really unique thing about this is it doesn't have to be a four-year program. It doesn't have to be a two-year program. It can be done a la carte. So you take classes, take courses, take training at the technical college system that gets you the skills you need, and then you can transition into the workforce. And that gets back to the question you asked me a little bit earlier about the connectivity with the industry. We're gonna be working with the industry, with the meat processing industry here, to ensure that people that are going through these training programs are going to have access to careers. And from what we're hearing from people, and you probably hear this too, everybody's hiring right now. Everybody's looking for hardworking, skilled people. And I think what we're doing is just trying to connect those dots. And it's programs like the ones that we, that we talked about today and programs that we talked about either through the tech college, technical college system or the university system, whether it's Platteville, River Falls, or Madison, we're creating those opportunities to connect dots and get people from uh, people from training and into careers. So we're talking about this meet talent program, but really it's an investment. Tell me what you really mean by an investment. It's an investment uh, that where the state is a partner and the state is saying we're going to make funding available to invest in students in in people. And, and ultimately, that helps the livestock and meat processing industry in the state of Wisconsin. Agriculture is a $104.8 billion industry in the state, right? and, and we're really fortunate to have that. And we're America's dairy land, but we have a, we have a football team named the Green Bay Packers that gives, pays a little, uh, pays a little uh, uh, nod to our heritage here about how meat processing is an important part of this state as well. And so by investing in the educational tools that can, that can uh, spark somebody's interest in being involved in a particular uh, career, 
helps our agriculture industry, helps our state's economy, and it helps so many of those businesses that are out there right now that are just looking for skilled employees, looking for hardworking people that have a few skills. And a lot of times what we're hearing from the industry is, I just need people who have a few skills, we'll get them in here, and we're gonna train them up the rest of the way. And that's, that's what I mean by, by investment. We can invest, uh, and again, the state, through the money the governor's made available, can invest in educational programming and training, and then that develops a skilled workforce that helps, helps all of us. And that was Wisconsin's Ag Secretary, Randy Romanski, giving us some information about a new curriculum being developed at UW-River Falls for high school students wanting to learn more about the meat industry and all the careers that go with it with money provided through the Meat Talent Program Grant. And I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. If you're talking, they will hear you. We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy, so we show them how. And we tell them with honest conversations that let them know what we expect. Not just one time, but every chance we get. That's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. Kids not only need to know the dangers and how to avoid them, they need to hear it often from you. And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. So talk, they hear you. You can do it if you try. While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership, and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results, visit wedaviesremodeling.com. Sweet of Metal Roofing customers choose us because they don't want to worry about their roof anymore. There's no curling, it won't blow off, and you won't find granules in your gutters. It's one and done. It is the last roof you'll ever need. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweet of Metal Roof. S-W-I-T-A MetalRoofing.com Sweet of Metal Roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Welcome back on a Wednesday morning. Happy hump day, everybody. I'm Charity Seebecker in for Farm Director Pam Youngke. And it is time for your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update with Ag Meteorologist Stu Muck. Stu, the rain was coming down pretty good this morning when I came in, but how was it looking by you? Well, it's pretty light. You know, you can tell it's rain. I could hear it hit the windows. It's not adding up a great deal. I'm looking at the rainfall reports I see. I'm sure you'll get some this morning. 
I've got Madison at four hundredths of an inch, West Bend at three hundredths of an inch, Reedsburg at seven hundredths of an inch. That's uh, some of the bigger rains we've seen so far. Just not that big of a deal. But the cool front bringing rain is in northwest Wisconsin, extends down into central Iowa this morning. And that front will push further east. There are waves of rain from eastern parts of Minnesota, southeast Minnesota into northwest Wisconsin, down into south central to southwest Wisconsin, southeast part of the state as well. Several little bands of light rain out there. Well, that could be a moderate shower as you look up toward, oh, maybe Chippewa Falls, Eau Claire area this morning. Otherwise, uh, pretty much some light rain going to swing through. The frontal boundary will pass through today. Some rain chance may linger tonight. There could be a little lingering shower later tomorrow, but totally up to a tenth of an inch or two is really about all I expect. The bigger factor is winds become west and northwest, and colder air will begin to settle in already tonight, and certainly then cooler than normal conditions around, not only to wrap up the week, but right through the weekend as well. I'll have forecast details right after this. It made me giggle. If you jump on Bavaria Sausage's Facebook page, the only complaints you're going to get from customers are that they eat too many. Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee here for Judy and the crew at Bavaria Sausage Kitchen. Remember, online, open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, BavariaSausage.com. Or you can stop by their retail store. That's located on the corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 until 5. I kid you not, everybody seems to be turning to Judy and the crew for the best brats for their outdoor grilling. Whether it's tailgating, whether it's a family event, high school football, whatever it is, it is the place you want to go to shop around. Try different flavors, not just their pre-cooked beer brats that I personally enjoy, but take a look around at all the authentic old world flavors they've got to offer you and your family. Like I said, available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, BavariaSausage.com. And don't forget, check out their Facebook page, Bavaria Sausage. Whether it's the sound of the carnival or the taste of the cotton candy or your first blue ribbon, we all have memories of the fair. Here's your chance to share those stories in our Everybody Has a Fair Story contest. The Midwest Farm Report is teaming up with the Wisconsin Association of Fairs to offer cash prizes for your fair stories. Entries are being accepted all summer long and there is no limit, so tell us all of your stories. To enter and see full contest details, visit MidwestFarmReport.com. Welcome back on this Wednesday. It's Charity here with Ag Meteorologist Stu Muck. So how about that weather forecast, Stu? Absolutely. The Compure Financial Ag Weather Update is for a cloudy, breezy day. Showers could be a thunderstorm this morning, a chance of something in the afternoon in the east. I'd say temperatures hold pretty steady, low 60s today. And the south winds will become west gradually, 5 to 15, gusting to about 25. Still a chance for an evening shower or storm, a small possibility. A tenth of an inch or two of rain today and tonight altogether. Mostly cloudy overnight, upper 30s. Stays kind of breezy, west winds gusting to 25. Thursday, partly sunny, a slight chance of an afternoon shower east and south. The west stays dry and sees a bit more sun, but upper 40s are about 50 degrees for a high. Those west winds gusting to 15 and 25. Friday, partly sunny, very low 50s or an upper 40 somewhere. The west winds at 5 to 10. I'd expect to just find our way into the low 50s this weekend, Charity, but it does stay pretty cool right into next week. Could be a little frosty even Friday morning. Sounds like it's time to start packing those jackets in the morning and 
taking them off at, in the afternoon if you get a little warm, but making sure you have those extra layers ready to go. Absolutely. And losing where you put it later on. I- Absolutely. Well, we'll catch up with you again tomorrow. Thanks, Stu. All right. See ya. That was Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist, for your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Be sure to stick around if we have plenty of more news coming your way. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Are you looking for something special? Something right for your needs? What about something with performance backed by unique germplasm? Well, we're here to help you find a soulmate for your soil. Your soil mate. With Agrigold, enjoy a seed made so specifically for your soil, it feels like fate. And with a team that's with you every step of the way, it's never been easier. Find your soil mate at chooseagrigold.com. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank, your local independent bank. We're the premier provider of commercial, treasury, mortgage, and private banking services. Our team blends experience with the latest technology to make banking easier. We provide the advice and solutions you need. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Sometimes people think we're the bathroom remodeling place that just covers up your old stuff. It's how Rebath got its start 40 years ago. But just as technology has improved since dial phones, we've grown to become a total bathroom remodeling company. Free in-home consultation, free custom design, an affordable new bath in just days, not weeks. Visit our showroom on Stoughton Road or Rebath.com. Rebath, making it easy to love your bath. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural-looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Pest control? You've got a guy for that. Car repairs? You probably have a guy for that as well. For someone to custom design a unique piece of jewelry for you, or help your current pieces look sparkling fresh, that needs to be William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Affordable and local. William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create a desirable, one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear for years to come. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. You know who tells a great story? Our Tom's Auto Center customers, like Blake, who recently gave us a five-star review. It reads, I appreciated the emailed estimate and text message communication about the repairs. Thanks, Blake. Schedule your appointment, tomsautocenter.com. We'll make sure you get five-star service. Tom's Auto Center, we're the getter fixed, getter done to get you back. 
Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. You would never overpay for something if you knew you could get the product for much less elsewhere. Much like you wouldn't pay $6 a gallon for gas if the pump down the street was charging the fair market price of $4, would you? So why pay more than MSRP on your next Chevy truck? Bergstrom Chevrolet is a local, family-owned company that values your dollar as much as you do, so you never pay above manufacturer's suggested retail price. And Bergstrom has the inventory to fill your fleet or fix you up with the truck that's going to pull your toys. So go ahead, shop around, and compare that final cost. If the guys down the street are blowing smoke up your tailpipe, jacking up the price on their Chevy trucks stop by Bergstrom Chevrolet where you never get charged over MSRP Join the Bergstrom Auto Family. Chris Collini with a dirty little secret growing up we were encouraged to track mud in the house after all dirt has been our family business for generations today we rely on more than our boots to transport our nutrient-rich soils we have bigger trucks and better equipment if you need it delivered or you can simply pick it up at our awesome dirt-filled processing plant. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. Bloody Sunday indeed. Bloody, bloody Sunday in London. We say good morning to Mike Clemens. Hey, Mike, good morning. How are you, boys? I'm still reeling over that Packers loss, man. There was a steamy biscuit, Mike. So is LaFleur. I think he needs to stop telling the world that uh, he got out coached that all the calls were his fault and even if that is the case um, I think that that's also taking a hold in the locker room there might be a little bit of a trust issue going on uh, you've got guys that are saying that uh, no I, I agree with the call I mean you know you're down there the fourth and the TV said a fourth and two the game book actually called it a fourth and one but how is Aaron Rodgers at the line did you hear that announcer? I don't know exactly the name of the crews for the NFL Network, but the, the, the color guy was saying he was picking up the when Rodgers tapped his right shoulder, the ball was going to go to the right to Lazard. Yeah. So I'm, I'm assuming that the Giants figured this out. Lazard was asked after the game, instead of running a, an RPO, a run-pass option, you know, was the right play call on a third and second or fourth and second to try and flip the ball to you, which Xavier McKinney easily smelled and, and deflected yeah absolutely i think you know um at the end of the day it doesn't really matter what the play call is it's all about execution it's about those 11 guys go out there and doing their job and there's been plenty of plays where we've called the worst play for that look and we've still executed so um it's just all about doing your job and executing in the, in the moment uh some other guys wanted to do their job mike that would have been like i don't know the running backs who said they would have picked up those two yards there at the end of the game yeah you know obviously if the pass had worked tremendous you know the the Packers opening drive where they ended up with that triple fake and threw it to a wide open Mercedes Lewis why why didn't they just run that play again only just you know flip it to another receiver right or why aren't you why aren't you running the football because with all the I'm I'm assuming a lot of what Aaron Rodgers did was him and Tom Clements are off the side they see that there's four defensive backs out of the game for the Giants they are they are playing against practice squad guys and that usually gets you all excited. On some of those ridiculous three-and-outs where they were trying to throw long balls down the sidelines and they couldn't get Lazard or some of their other receivers to beat the, those backup secondary guys, 
and you know three passes instead of running the ball. Or when you're in the goal-to-goal situation, you got Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And Aaron Jones, this is, this is as much of a company man as you'll ever find, but he was asked, hey, what did you think on like a third and second? Shouldn't, shouldn't they consider running the ball with you or A.J. Dillon instead? I put my money on it. You give me an A.J. two downs to get two yards. Uh, I put my money on it. So, uh, But at the same time, I don't, I'm not the quarterback, so I don't know what A-Rod's seen. Um, and they made a good defensive play to bat it down. So, um, you know, we just go back to the drawing board and put our heads down and keep working. I saw a lot of people making a stink over Aaron Jones' comments and there's controversies. Like, I don't know what you wanted him to say, that he wouldn't have got the two yards, you know? Like, don't you want your running back to be confident? Wish they would have used him, though. It, you know what? The whole thing about it, though, Ebo, is that it's, it's out of character. He is such a company man. It's like, hey, whatever they, the play they call, this is one of the first times I can ever think the guy said, give me the damn ball, yeah. you know, essentially. Um, and... And this game, too, you know, the Packers were heavily favored by double digits. It was the worst upset loss from the odd standpoint since 2018 when they played a crummy Cardinals team in December at Lambeau Field uh, and got upset by the Cardinals. And then about two hours later, Mike McCarthy got fired. Mercedes Lewis was asked about, you know, how do you deal with a, a big upset loss like this? At the end of the day, it's NFL, right? You're not going to win them all. So I think um, it's important to you know keep that in perspective, but also understand that in this game it's about getting better. The margin for error is very small. Nobody's going to feel sorry for you at the end of the day. I mean, you, you have to go in there and do your thing and work uh, and be ready next week. I think that's the the beauty of playing this game, right? Is you get to come out next week and show everybody what you've been working on next weekend. So <laughs> you know it's just it's just one of those things. And like I said, the leadership is going to be there and. This one was tough. Yeah, it's the NFL. I mean, that's a good point for Mercedes Lewis. They're all professionals out there. So, uh, Mike, on the before the trip to uh, London, Matt Lafleur very grumpy. I wonder how grumpy he was coming back from London with a loss. I don't know. He had a great press conference yesterday where he strangely got into X's and O's details and terminology he's never used before. Like, I don't know if he's showing off or just speaking from the heart, but trying to break down exactly how plays happen or, or didn't happen. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Welcome back. I'm Charity Seebecker. Happy to be with you on this Tuesday morning. Coming up later, we hear from Ashley Hewen with the Steffes Group. But right now, farm team member Stephanie Hoff has a story about how humane societies are seeing higher costs and how you can help out your local shelter. Take it away, Stephanie. The demand for cats and dogs skyrocketed during the pandemic when everyone was stuck at home, but that has since slowed down. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report, talking with Matt Mullen. He's the executive director of the Green County Humane Society. Yeah, we, we definitely saw that there was a higher demand for cats and dogs um, and the correlation for that for us was the length of stay for the animals at our shelter really dropped. Um, and that was, was a great thing because while we have a beautiful facility that's clean and well-kept, uh, a shelter is still not an ideal location for an animal to spend a lot of time. So uh, the quicker we could get them into a home, the better. And we did see that happen, uh, and it was great for us and great for the animal. And now that uh, folks are back in offices and leaving the house for different activities, has that trend changed at all? We've seen a slight 
slowdown, um, but nothing to the point where I would say people are completely um, forgetting. I think um, I think we're seeing a more uh, balanced workforce probably go back into the uh, into the offices and whatnot. So uh, the time spent with with their companions and family and things are still uh, you know a little more apparent. So uh, like I said, while we've seen a little bit of a slowdown, nothing that's made me worried that animals are going to be stuck in the shelter for a long time. And I'm also curious, what's popular? Has it been cats? Has it been dogs? Any particular breeds or age of the animal? No, you know, I mean, uh, for for us, you know, uh, while cats are a large portion of the animals that come through our shelter, probably about uh, 65 to 70 percent, um, both are extremely popular. Um, you know, we, we get a lot of kittens in every summer, um, and we've uh, found homes for, for just about all of them already. Um, and with dogs, kind of the same where um, it doesn't really matter the breed uh, for us because most of the time we don't know the breed so that kind of saves us on that but um, it doesn't usually uh, matter you know big dogs little dogs um, you know everybody as long as they've got a, a good demeanor and are wanting to be in a family they usually can find a home. Is it ever more difficult to connect a family with an older animal versus you know a kitten or a puppy and and how do you navigate that? Well, you know, sometimes we have that we like to have a, uh, the conversation with them on the front end, um, you know, because puppies and kitties are cute, everybody that wants to go that route. But when we really sit down and talk with a potential adopter, we talk to them about what their lifestyle is like. Um, you know, what what do they have time for? Uh, you know, a puppy and a kitty, that's that's like a, that's introducing a new baby into your home sometimes. And so uh, that's a lifestyle change. Sometimes a senior animal uh, can kind of go with the flow a little bit more. doesn't need quite the amount of exercise and, you know, uh, attention that maybe, you know, maybe a younger one will. So we like to sit down and really have that conversation and kind of help direct people towards, you know, the companion animal that will fit their lifestyle the best. Uh, because our, our goal here for both animals and humans is positive outcome. Uh, so we want to make sure that, you know, when they make an adoption, when they make a selection, that it, that it works well um, for the people, but more ultimately the, the animals as well. We want them to be in a happy home. And so uh, by having that conversation on the front end, a lot of times we can kind of help people and direct them to what what will be the best option for their family. Nobody has been immune, Matt, to the inflationary pressures facing consumers and businesses alike this year. And so I'm curious if you've been impacted at all by that. And I'm talking about feed costs, costs of other supplies, medicine. And is anything hard to come by due to supply chain challenges? You know, so for like food and whatnot, we're we're doing okay. We have a very generous community and, and generous area that helps us a lot. Um, with that, um, and but, but we are starting to see the the trickle down for medical costs. Um, we do not have a vet on staff, so we have to utilize uh, some some area veterinarians. And um, while they're doing their very best to keep it as low priced as they can for a nonprofit shelter, you know they are having to pass along some some slight increases. Uh, so for things like us, you know that that's where we're seeing the impact because you know every animal that comes in through our doors needs some sort of medical attention, whether it's just the basic you know rabies vaccination and and those kinds of shots, or if it's a surgery, a spay or a neuter, or if it's you know bigger stuff like you know broken limbs or you know some side, some sort of illness. So we are seeing that in our medical costs and our veterinary costs uh, start to trickle its way down to us, um, and you know we're we're trying to plan accordingly. Uh, 
uh, thankfully. We have an extremely generous area that helps us with a lot of donations. So we, we say yes to sick and injured animals. We, we help where we in every chance we can. Uh, but yeah, we are seeing that. Uh, and, um, you know, it, it's, it's not helping. Uh, but on the flip side, uh, we're very thankful for our donors and, and, and all of our community members and our vets because they're doing their very best to keep the prices as, as low as they can. Have your veterinarians explained why costs of services are going up? Well, I think, you know, from, from what we've, you know, kind of talked to the veterinarians that supply those services for us, is, you mm-hmm. know, some of the supply costs are going up. They're, uh, you know, they're they're also, you know, fighting with their workforce in the sense of trying to make a, you know, a more livable wage for some of their uh, veterinary assistants and things like that. So some of those costs uh, are, you know, need to be in correlation with the things that take time and, and surgeries do take time. Uh, and, and they take expert time uh, to do those and do those safely. So um, that's where, you know, outside of, you know, the rant, some of the medication costs going up and uh, some of the, you know, anesthesia and things like that to help with uh, to put the animals under so they can do the surgeries, seeing increases in those. And that just needs to be passed down to me. And, you know, we, we deal in a volume game where we're at. So we, we have a lot of animals that go get surgery. It's not like we're just dropping off our family cat, you know, on a Tuesday for surgery. We're dropping off. 17 of them, uh, you know, so that's uh, where we're seeing those costs increase. Your costs are going up, so are the costs of animals for folks adopting going up, and how has response been for that? Uh, we have not raised our prices yet, uh, and we're going to really try hard not to. Um, we like where our prices are at for adoptions. Um, it's a situation where we want to make sure that the animals, uh, that cost isn't always, the initial cost isn't a barrier because there is additional costs when you adopt a pet, and we, we go through those with uh, with our potential adopters, you know, the veterinary care and food and toys and all of those things take, uh, you know, do have a um have cost to them. And so uh, we haven't raised them yet. Um, You know, we'll we'll be working on our budget for 2023 here in the next, uh, you know, uh, 30 days. So as we work on that, that's where we'll probably have to really take a hard look and and see if we can still make ends meet with where we're at. Um, Our our hope is to do that. But if not, uh, you know, we'll do our best to communicate that with our community and our adopters and explain why, you know, this is a direct correlation to Everything in the world going up, whether it's gas prices to fill the van up to go pick up an animal from the side of the road or, uh, you know, staff costs, any, or just, you know, medication costs going up, electricity, all that stuff. It hits us everywhere. And Matt, you're obviously speaking from the perspective of, of the Green County Humane Society. Is this kind of the same experiences that humane societies are facing across the state? You know, what have you heard anecdotally? Yeah, I think so. You know, uh, you know we're surrounded uh, by some real great organizations, uh, whether it be rescue, uh, you know, more of a private type of rescue situation, or if it's a, you know, a humane society or a county or city-ran uh, organization, they're all sort of seeing the same. Um, you know, this has been a, a very active summer for cats in our state, um, meaning that there's been a lot of new ones that have uh, arrived. Uh, you know, and so, um, but they're having some of the similar issues with that, that we are, you know, with costs going up just like everyone else's. Uh, but all in all, um, very successful in it getting homes. You know, uh, I've been around the area and around the country, uh, and nobody supports themselves quite like the state of Wisconsin and, and the Midwest. Matt Mullen giving us a sense of what your local shelter may be dealing with right now. Matt is the executive director of the Green County Humane Society. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff. Rural Mutual Insurance. 
Keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McFinn Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpeller milk receiver pump, patented by McFinn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. Welcome back. I'm Charity Seebecker. Happy to be with you on this rainy Wednesday morning. With the rain this morning, don't forget to use our talk text line and let us know how much rain you're getting and where. Right now, we have Kyle from Evansville with two-tenths of an inch this morning, as well as Dan from Caledonia, Illinois, with two-tenths of an inch as well. Be sure to text in your reports, and we will read them live on air. That number to text in is 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. The deadline for the Everybody's Got a Fair Story has been extended to November 1st. Everyone has a fair story. What's yours? Maybe you've gotten engaged at a fair, won your first ribbon, or went to your first concert. Whatever it is, we want to hear it. The Midwest Farm Report is teaming up with the Wisconsin Association of Fairs to capture fair memories across generations and across the state. Two winners will be selected. Grand champion winner will receive $500, and the reserve grand champion will receive $250. So share your fair story today. You can record yourself on audio or video or capture it in writing. If you have video or photos to share with your written story, you can upload those as well to help really tell your story and get the point across. You can find out more about how to enter at MidwestFarmApport.com. Looking at the Chicago markets on this Wednesday morning, December corn is down one and three quarters at six ninety one and a quarter. November soybeans are down one and a quarter cents at thirteen seventy five. December wheat is down five and a quarter cents at eight ninety five and three quarters. September twenty twenty three new crop wheat is trading at eight ninety eight. That's down nine cents. On the dairy side of things. Barrel cheese closed down a half of a cent at 218 and a half yesterday. 40-pound block cheese had no change and closed at 203 and a half. And the double A butter closed down four and a half cents at 318 and a half. October class three milk contract is trading today at 2179 a hundredweight. That's down 13 cents. And November milk is trading at 2113 a hundredweight, down 27 cents. Once again, don't forget to text into our talk text line. Let us know how much rain you're getting and where. Farm team member Stephanie Hoff will be taking over the morning show the rest of the week, and she would love to be able to read those for you live on air. Coming up, we have a Stephis group update from Ashley Hewen to kick you off on this Wednesday morning. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Are you looking for something special? Something right for your needs? What about something with performance backed by unique germplasm? 
Well, we're here to help you find a soulmate for your soil. Your soil mate. With Agrigold, enjoy a seed made so specifically for your soil, it feels like fate. And with a team that's with you every step of the way, it's never been easier. Find your soil mate at chooseagrigold.com. This looks like a car. Has tires. Headlights, a hood. Windshield wipers. The doors look like car doors. Open like them too. There's a front seat, back seat, steering wheel. 99.9% .9 of the time, this would be a car. But it's not. This is a bedroom. Anita Washington's for five weeks. There are people like Anita all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll provide Anita and other women, children, and men with nearly 20,000 nights of shelter. Just one part of more than $1.4 million in food, clothing, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. That squeal you're hearing while you come to a stop, that's your brakes crying for help. At Tom's Auto Center, we offer five-star brake repair on all makes and models. Stop by for a brake fluid and brake inspection. If your brakes are talking to you or screaming for help, we'll diagnose it and give you a written estimate. We want you to be able to trust your brakes. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. It is a Wednesday, and that means it's time for us to catch up with our friends from the Steffes Group, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Always available to you online, always available to you on their toll-free number, 800 726 8609, Ashley Hewins is back along with us, and we're one step closer to that November sale for the Spurley family up in Linden. They are getting ready to disperse their dairy herd as well as sell out some equipment. And uh, we also want to remind people, your what would it be? This is the fourth catalog that you guys are publishing this year, Ashley? That's coming up. Yeah, it is. And so with all the equipment and the auctions, we've actually added another one here for the fourth quarter. It'll be the fall catalog here coming out. That's going to be out the last week of October here. So there's going to be over 100 auctions in that catalog. So take a look. Kind of, uh, you know, your Christmas wish list, sort of say, possibly. And so uh, if you guys don't get one, you can download it online or you can call in. We'll get one. A lot, a lot of equipment can be sold here in November, December. Yeah, and you mentioned about that wish list. This is a good time for uh, people that are looking to fill a need they've got on the farm, be it livestock or be it equipment. Good time to kind of get that list put together. How can, you know, They're going to get distracted with the harvest, Ashley. How can they make sure that they're staying up to speed on transactions or getting their name on the list of purchasers for something they might be looking for? Yeah, so, you know, it all starts with that phone call. It's amazing to me during the fall harvest how many guys are sitting in the combine going, you know what, this is the last year I'm going to run this one. I need something different. Just call. Tell us what you got. We'll kind of give you an idea of what yours is worth, give you an idea of 
what your budget is, what you could get into, and all the possibilities that go with it. Yeah, that's the thing about the Stephis uh, staff is they are all knowledgeable in their individual areas, and if they know what you're interested in, you guys really take pride in trying to help that sale happen, right, Ashley? Yeah, you know, farmers like buying equipment from other farmers, and that's kind of what we have going on and what our platform is all about. You get to visit the farm. Uh, when you go look at it, you get to talk to the owner, tell you all about it. He'll tell you what his maintenance programs and stuff were. And so it's a really good deal, and that's, that's really what people like to do. They, again, like to buy it off the farm, and we're encouraging farmers to do their own trading because they'll get more money for their value there. And do you uh, feel like the equipment market is still going to be tight going into the final phase of 2022, Ashley? I mean, how uh, how readily available is some of that good used equipment these days? Well, it's still going to be tough, uh, even if you order, you know, now to get some of that stuff for spring. Uh, depends what you're ordering, but they're still saying a year out for different pieces of equipment. And, and of course, the dealers... Uh, they've put on a full core press here the last couple months prior to harvest, trying to get people to commit to a, a new machine. So I see this thing definitely strong through the end of the year. It's also going to be strong next spring. And again, if people want to follow along or see more, remind them again about that Spurly dairy sale that's coming up in November, and then remind them how they can get a hold of that catalog if they want to start doing some window shopping. That Ashley, right. Right, so it's going to start on November 1st with the dairy cattle. The 15th is going to be the heifer sale, and then the 29th will be the equipment. And we're also doing a, a area consignment sale over in Janesville. That's going to be December 15th. So definitely call in if you got something to commit to that sale and get it sold before the end of the year. Excellent. Again, Ashley Hewn along with us from the Steffes Group. And always remember the way to stay connected with transactions that they're following. And uh, like we said, start getting that wish list together. You can follow them, steffesgroup.com, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Don't forget that's the same website where you can download their price app. And if you want to talk to them, maybe you've got an item you want to get consigned in that December sale, 800 726 8609, 800-726-8609. And don't forget, they do have representation right here in Wisconsin. Somebody close near you that can have that conversation come out and evaluate what you might be looking at. Now is a good time to get on their list. Again, Ashley Hewn along with us on this Wednesday from the Steffes Group. Please tap into their website, steffesgroup.com or 800-726-8609. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.